Hey guys, welcome to the Anti-Macro Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Diana Lee. I spent years steeped in diet culture, obsessively weighing, measuring, and tracking my food. In 2019, I ditched macro tracking for good, and now I've made it my mission to help you swap diets for real food freedom. It's time to unfuck your mindset and stop letting food control you. Let's dive in. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to take a minute to tell you about my upcoming free class. As a CrossFit coach and a former fitness addict, I've seen a common error being made constantly when it comes to training and nutrition. What I'm seeing is high intensity fitness, such as CrossFit, Spin, F45, Orange Theory, you name it, being combined with chronic dieting. Oftentimes, these gyms are actually running their own challenges, creating a steep calorie deficit for their gym goers to generate amazing results in a short period of time, and they do this multiple times a year. Even without these challenges, you could be knowingly or even unknowingly be doing it on your own. Maybe you aren't intending to diet, but you aren't eating enough to fuel the kind of workouts that you're doing for the results that you want. In these cases, I'm seeing a lot of frustration. It feels like all of this hard work isn't yielding the results that you're looking for. Maybe you're even experiencing symptoms like fatigue, poor recovery, bloating, or cravings that you can't seem to control. The thing is, these tactics you're using are down-regulating your metabolism as well as your hormones, and you're not optimizing your nutrition and training for the results that you actually want. If any of this is ringing a bell for you, then join me on March 22nd at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for my Master Metabolism Without Macros free class. During this class, I'm going to break down how common mistakes are making it harder for you to reach your goals and how to course correct your nutrition, training, and lifestyle so you can look and feel amazing in your body. To save your spot, check out the link in the show notes or on my Instagram bio. Seriously, pause this episode, go sign up before you forget, and then come back to me here as we get into today's topic. One of the aspects of your health journey that I really want to touch upon that I don't think enough people talk about is how difficult it can be to make the transition that you want in your health journey because of the identity that you've attached to yourself. I'm going to explain this a little bit more. I'm going to use my own personal experience to help illustrate this and basically the steps that you're going to go through in order to get from essentially awareness of the identity that you're in and realizing that you're not living in alignment to the identity that you want to step into. That transition point of actually creating the change and what kind of problems you might experience along the way. And then finally, stepping into that new self that new identity and moving forward from there. The identity that I held that was keeping me stuck for a while. Now, granted, I didn't know it was keeping me stuck, but I held this identity that one, I was a very type A, high stress person. I was hardworking. I'm super disciplined about anything, about work, about my fitness, my nutrition, right? I was committed to tracking macros. I was also committed to showing up to the gym all the time. So I was showing up to CrossFit classes. I was running, I was doing spin classes because I thought that if I kept showing up that I would achieve my goals a lot faster. And I was very much attached to my identity as the fit friend of my friend group, 
But also when I became a coach, I stepped into that leadership role in the health and fitness space, often for either, you know, my clients in my own business or the members of my CrossFit gym. And these, this expectation of who I was to other people also helped shape my identity. As a CrossFit coach, people really expect you to be good at CrossFit. And I mean, to some degree, that's true. You're going to have CrossFit coaches who are quite good at CrossFit because they've taken time to hone their craft. And there's a lot of CrossFit coaches who aren't necessarily pros at at CrossFit because that's just not what their goal was. They found passion in the sport, but they're not quite experts the way maybe a games level athlete might be. And this is the same with any kind of fitness coach out there. They've reached and attained a level of fitness that a lot of times their members or their clients see as being peak professional and living up to that image that a lot of people have of us as coaches can really tie into our identities and add a lot more pressure onto what we're already feeling. And I just remember even, I would always constantly get comments, whether people were telling me that they wanted to look like me, whether people wanted to be as good at CrossFit as I was, because maybe I did have a skill set that they didn't have. And I wanted to live up to that for them. I felt like I did have to be really, really good and quite an expert at CrossFit in order to be a valid coach. And that was a huge aspect of my identity. Now, I, I've said, talked about this a lot, quite frankly, and I had a lot of problematic behaviors with the identity that I was in at the time. I had pretty extreme body dysmorphia, despite the fact that I had a six pack, despite the fact that I was super lean, my body was never good enough. And I was always constantly trying to ma- manipulate it and change it through my workouts through my nutrition. I had a really terrible relationship with food. I was tracking my macros, but I was constantly putting myself in honestly an unnecessary deficit. I was restricting foods to the point where I was binging on them later on. And I really had no sense of self-control. And so on the outside, people are looking up to me. People see me as a leader in the health space for them, but on the inside, I'm not living in alignment to that. Things are definitely off. And part of part of this process is you have to become aware that the person that you are is not helping you be the person that you want to be or is not actually a positive thing to be. So the over-exerciser that I was, I thought I was just super disciplined and hardworking, but really I was very disordered in that sense. And it was creating a lot of pain in my body and I wasn't willing to admit that I was having the pain in my body due to my overtraining. And I was constantly pushing off my pain, constantly pushing off it, right? The same thing with my body dysmorphia and my inability to love and appreciate my own body and my need to constantly manipulate the size and shape, quite frankly, of my body was creating my super unhealthy relationship with food, was causing my obsessive behavior with macros. And all of this was making me less happy. You know, I was constantly working so hard thinking, why am I not seeing the results that I want to see? And this might be the area where you're in, where you're realizing that you're not achieving the goals that you want, but you feel like you're working so hard towards them. Or you've attached yourself to a certain identity, such as the fit friend or the hardcore CrossFitter or the hardcore F45 orange theory attendee, whatever it is that you do. 
I see a lot of times people posting their grind on Instagram, the, oh, I showed up today, even though I didn't want to. And a lot of times that's showcasing the identity that we want to put out to the rest of the world. The idea that we're so motivated, we're so driven to show up for ourselves when in actuality, we could potentially be engaging in disordered behavior. And I'm not saying every single person who posts that to their Instagram is engaging in disordered behavior, but now we have to start creating awareness and go, is what I'm doing, is the way that I'm acting truly in alignment with the person that I want to be? And I know for me, there were periods of time where I started to realize that my habits and behaviors and the identity that I attached myself to was out of alignment and it wasn't working well for me at all. And this is when I started to go through the transition point, right? Awareness creates change. Or I guess I should say awareness triggers change because really you're the one who has to make the decision. Are you ready, willing, and able to change? And that's when you start to make that transition period. So this is when you start to make those decisions of changing the current habits that you're in, changing the current behaviors that you're engaging in and transitioning into the person that you truly want to be. A lot of times a lot of life coaches, a lot of mindset coaches put out as, you know, being your higher self, acting like your higher self. And this is when you attempt to begin to do that. And for me, in my journey, that happened at a couple different points in my life. It didn't, didn't all happen at once. My health and fitness journey has very gradually transformed over time. There was no overnight decision of this is who I'm going to be now. But over time, I was realizing I'm miserable in the state that I'm in and I can't just keep doing the same things that I'm doing and expect different results. So the first step that I took was I ditched macro tracking. I recognized that macro tracking was making me more obsessive about my food and my nutrition and my body. And so I made that transition to ditch macros, to learn a different way and a different method I ended up, everything that I learned is exactly what I teach my clients now from mindful eating to body cues to use, utilizing the hand portion method to release control over your food. And that really shaped me also into the coach that I became, right? <laughs> Three years later, I am now the anti-macro coach. I would have never thought of positioning myself that way. Three years ago when I started this. But that's now transformed how I've been a coach because I also transformed my own relationship with food through that way. I also shifted how I treated my workout. So I used to be that grind all the time girl, show up to the gym when even when you're not feeling motivated, just get it done. Every single workout has to be like, I have to leave it all out on the floor, right? The very classic CrossFit or high intensity fitness mentality. And with the level of pain that I, I was feeling within my body and the fact that I wasn't feeling good, something had to change. And I've talked about my rehab journey a couple of times here. And if you guys want to get all caught up on that, I dive into it very deep on episode two, where I interviewed my rehab coach. So I hired my coach, David, in November of 2011, and I formally pulled back from CrossFit. And as of right now, I have not CrossFitted since simply because I'm still on my rehab journey. And that took a lot for me to slow down, to reach out for help, to really <laughs> reset and take the time to actually rehab my body and stop trying to push through pain, which was exactly what my old identity was trying to do. 
And despite the fact that I acknowledged I needed to change and I acknowledged I was miserable in the current state that I was in and I wanted to be in a different state, that didn't make this transition point easy. And it's not always going to be easy. There's going to be a lot of friction that happens because shedding your old identity is a really hard part of growth because you're attached to this identity. There's expectations, whether it's from you internally, or as I mentioned, I faced a lot of external expectations. I felt like I had to be a very specific person to other people, to members at my gym, to clients that I coach. And I felt a lot of friction with that as I went. And what this friction can do, this friction can leave you feeling stuck. So in some cases, you know, this is a really great example. Something that people will share with me is that they are terrified to gain weight. So no matter how many times somebody tells them 1200 calories is not enough to be eating as a grown adult, the fear of gaining weight and the fear of a change in their body keeps them eating 1200 calories and ignoring the messages that this isn't right for you. There's so many messages out there that you should be eating more, that you should be eating carbs, that this and that. I know that there's tons of coaches in this space who are preaching these messages, but you're, you might be closing your ears to them because you're afraid of the person that you might become if you start to trust this advice. Another great example is like from a food freedom standpoint, I talk about giving yourself permission to eat foods, which is what ultimately allows you to indulge on foods mindfully without guilt and anxiety and without binging. And I mean, that's a practice in and of itself, but it can be really hard for someone to take that first step because they associate their identity with, I binge on foods. I have a sweet tooth. That's a classic identity I hear. Oh, I have a raging sweet tooth and I can't be trusted around these foods. And that's an identity that you're holding on to that's preventing you from moving forward. So you have this sticking point where you cannot progress because you're holding on for dear life to your identity. And sometimes this sticking point can also create cycles of self-sabotage throughout your journey. So have you ever recognized, have you ever noticed at times when you're trying to change, you're trying to shift your eating habits? And let's say you commit yourself, it's Monday, you're like, I'm going to eat super, super clean. I'm not going to eat any junk food. And then later in the week, all of a sudden you go out for a night of beer and wings and then you binge on chips and you're like, why did I do that? And you get stuck and caught in this cycle. And yes, of course, I've talked about, you know, there's lots of different like mindset pieces and, and fueling aspects to this part of your journey and why you can't control yourself around food. But there's a self-sabotage piece to it too. We know what actions we need to take at times and we don't take them or we take them only up to a certain point, but then we stop doing them and we allow our old processes, our old habits, our old behaviors, our old mindsets to kick back in and take over. And maybe we go into autopilot at that point and all of a sudden we're left looking back on that moment going, why the hell did I do that? The transition point is not going to be easy going. For many of you, you're not going to make the decision today that you're going to transform your life and you transform your health journey and transform your fitness journey. And then it's all smooth sailing from here. You're going to have some struggle there. And part of this struggle is 
what aspect of the old identity that you are trying to escape are you desperately holding on to? Are you holding on to the identity of yourself that does overtrain? And so you're too afraid to take a rest day or you're too afraid to show up to a workout class one day and not give it your all and pull back some of your intensity, even though you know your body needs rest. Are you holding on to an identity where you aren't allowing yourself to mindfully indulge foods because you're afraid of that next binge or because you're holding on to an identity of I only eat clean foods. I don't eat processed foods. And maybe that's spilling over into your restrictive behavior. For me, you know, there was definitely fear with ditching macros because macros were so big in the CrossFit space. Everyone else was doing it. Why couldn't I do it successfully? Why couldn't I do it and feel good about food? And ditching macros is also difficult because for me, it was releasing control over my body. It was admitting that whatever happened to my body from there on out was a little bit more outside of my control because I was no longer creating so much structure around my food, or at least that's what I thought. And I wasn't living up to the CrossFit standard, you know, releasing, working out all the time. God, that was a huge part of my identity that I really, really struggled with letting go, which is why I existed in pain for so long. I just thought that maybe I could push through it. Maybe I could keep showing up, keep going. And if I just maybe started scaling here, scaling there, I was removing exercises from my program, but I had gone too far. I'd let the problem get too bad to the point where I had to fully pull back my training. And the day that I bit the bullet and made that decision was the day things changed. And you're going to have, you know, along the process, you're going to have moments where you question yourself. You question if you really do want this new identity or if this new identity is possible for you. You're wondering, can I actually do this? Is this going to work out for me? And that can also really feed back into that self-sabotage a little bit. Because if you don't believe that you can do it, that's where you start to let yourself slip. That's where you start to go back to those old behaviors. So you have to believe that the higher self, that the new identity is worth fighting for, is worth creating this change for. And when you slip up, it's okay. It's so hard to change the person that you are and the person that you think you've known for your entire life, but it's possible. And you have to know that it is possible. But now the last piece, the last stepping stone is creating this new identity and then stepping into it. And this comes over time. There's no, you don't wake up one day and go, I'm this new person. <laughs> I, I wish it was that simple to say it happened that way. Instead, it happens over time. And all of a sudden, maybe you sit down and you eat chips at a Mexican restaurant and you realize that you didn't fill up on them before your main meal came. Or maybe it's you woke up and realized that your body felt like crap. So you took a rest day and didn't force yourself to go to the gym like you normally would have. Or maybe it's after a major holiday and you don't show up to the gym to burn off the calories. And instead you are okay with the food that you ate and you don't feel guilty or bad. And this is when you start to celebrate those wins and realize that you are stepping into that higher self. You are stepping in to your new identity and you can celebrate that, right? I transformed my relationship with food and my body by ditching macros and by resetting 
my entire relationship with these things. And when I was able to finally release tracking and feel really confident with eating from an intuitive perspective, I was like, damn, I did it. I was able to make that transition. I was able to step into that new identity. And now I've, I've embraced that identity. I've made it an entire brand for myself where now this is the lessons that I'm teaching other people because I know how much it changed my life. The same goes for my fitness journey. I have stepped into, and part of it's the education that I've gotten. And I understand now so much better than I did back then, how critical rest is, how critical mobility is, how critical it is to listen to your body and to train smarter, not harder. And these are lessons that I've learned through personal experience over time, from education, from all different sorts of angles, from mentors and the works. And now being the kind of person that I am, I'm, I give myself so much more grace if I don't train every single day. I've been working out four days a week for the last over a year. And I don't feel bad about that. I used to train five, six days a week. And now four days a week, I'm like, I don't think I could add another day of working out because I just don't want to. I'm living in alignment to the identity that I ultimately built through my fitness journey. Even this week, I texted my coach. I was like, hey, I'm traveling. Uh, if you guys saw my Instagram stories, I got my phone stolen over the weekend. So that was a fun experience to be dealing with. And I was like, you know what? I've got some high stress going on. I'm going to have to deal with some aspects of this tomorrow. And then I'm traveling later this week. And I asked my coach for three days of workouts. So I was like, that's what I'm going to commit to this week. And that feels good for me. Old me would never. She would have freaked out. Been like three days of workouts. Are you kidding me? We're going to work out at home. We're going to find a way to run at home. No, three days of workouts. I'm good. So I've stepped into that identity and I also feel a lot more comfortable and confident in the identity that I'm in. And now all of a sudden you start to realize that you're living in alignment to the person that you wanted to be in the first place. And getting here is such an amazing moment. When you've become that person that you want to be and you look back on who you were, you're like, damn. I really let myself struggle with that for so long before I took action or how did I not know any better? And you kind of look back on it with a fresh new set of eyes and go, wow, what I was doing was really destructive. And you realize that going back to that former self isn't worth it, that you love being the new person that you are today. Cause hopefully you've made better. <laughs> hopefully you've made changes for the better and you've stepped into a better identity, but ultimately when things start to feel a little bit easier and things feel a little bit more natural and you're no longer feeling that friction, that is when you know that you've stepped into that new self and that new self is your current identity. So you have to go through a little bit of a period. You know, I hope that this podcast episode triggered some thoughts for you where maybe you're recognizing certain parts of your identity that's holding you back, certain aspects that is impacting your ability to move forward. Maybe you're in that point of friction right now and you just needed that reminder that there is going to be friction along the way and that releasing an old self can be really, really challenging. Or maybe you are stepping into that new identity right now and you needed somebody to remind you how amazing it is to get to that point in life. Whatever it is, I hope this uh, episode hit hard. And if it did, Feel free to share this episode to your Instagram story, tag me and share what piece really hit home for you. Now in the upcoming week, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, 
I got on my Instagram story and I told you guys, okay, I don't have a podcast episode for you. I'm not here to just crank out content for the sake of cranking out content. And I want to be really intentional with what I'm putting out. And I have decided that I will take another break from the podcast next week because I will already be going live with a free class. I'm going to be hosting Master Metabolism Without Macros. That is going to be jam-packed, filled with juicy goodness. I'm going to be talking all about stress, how stress impacts your health, and how you can make shifts from a nutrition, lifestyle, and training perspective to ultimately achieve your healthiest and happiest self from the inside out. And with that, if you guys want more lessons from me, you're going to have to show up to that. I will not be releasing a podcast episode next week because I will be doing that live free class. So make sure you head to the description in this podcast episode, or you can head to the link in my bio on my Instagram to register and sign up is taking place on Wednesday, March 22nd at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you can't make it or you're listening to this podcast after that date has come and gone, then you can still go to the link in my description and sign up to get the recording sent to you as well. So enjoy the next week. I hope to see you guys at my free class. And until then, I will catch you next week. Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Anti-Macro Podcast. I am so happy to be a part of your health journey. If you liked this episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're now one step closer to ditching diet culture and finding real food freedom.